Hey guys, I'm recording this here on April 5th. It's Sunday. Everyone's trying to survive the crisis. Quick note to you guys, we are moving. You know, you used to delay these episodes by, you know, four to eight months after we recorded them in terms of releasing them on the podcast. We've changed that. A lot of these interviews you're going to hear over the next many months are going to be ones we recorded only days prior. We think that's a smarter way to run the show. I've made the change. So expect more urgent information coming out. Secondly, I am getting destroyed on iTunes reviews by these people that say Nathan's rude, he's hard hitting, blah, 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 which by the way, I am. It's part of my style. It's what works. The problem is people that love that style never take the time to go leave a five-star review. So I only get one or five-star reviews on iTunes. And right now there's a streak of one-star reviews that is driving me crazy. It would mean the world to me, guys. If you're loving the show, you love how direct I am, you like the style, if you go leave a review on iTunes now, if you do that and tweet it to me, text it to me, email it to me, whatever you want. I'm going to reply with a very special surprise. I think a lot of you guys will really like it is heavy, heavy data oriented. All right. So I appreciate that. Thanks guys. Enjoy the show. Exponia looking to do a hundred million dollar round, a big secondary here. The company is doing $20 million in AR, $19, $20 million in ARR up from 3 million, just about two, uh, two years ago, 101% year over year growth over the past 12 months, now serving 190 online retailers uh, and online e-commerce brands, helping them get all their customer data in one spot and act on that data. They're seeing nice growth in the era of the virus and the recession. Again, hoping that helps fuel a healthy round that they're doing 121% net revenue retention with a team of a hundred and I'm sorry, 220 people, 60 engineers, 20 quota carrying reps, others, obviously admins, all remote, obviously. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Peter Arakovsky. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Exponia, which is a combination of a CDP uh, customer develop. Hold on. What is CDP customer data platform? Yes, yeah, I got it on the money, baby. Uh, he helps <laughs> he helps help folks with CD, their CDP and omnichannel campaigns. All right, Peter, you ready to take us to the top? Of course, let's go. So talk to us a little bit about this, the, the idea of CDP. There's a lot of people starting to use this term as taking off, but it's still a pretty fragmented market. Where's Exponia playing? Are you serving a specific customer base or what's your, what's your angle? Yeah, so we're actually a customer data experience platform. So we're combining the actionability of campaign tools with the smartness of a CDP. And we're focusing primarily on online retail and e-commerce. And so that's our niche where we are the strongest. And, you know, the, the, this kind of combination is really unique in one thing. It enables us to have the fastest time to value on the market. And with that, we are also the best rated CDP on the market. So define best rated. Like, is that via G2 or what, yeah. what survey? G2. Okay, G2. G2. And if you look at it, like, we are by far the leader in there. And who else is in the space? Uh, you have quite a lot. Like, you have Blue Shift, Latex, um, Optimu, and a few other customers like that, companies like that. Okay. And are you unique in that, uh, again, there are other CDP platforms, but you're hyper-focused on online retail and e-commerce? So I think the, the combination of the having the focus on online retail and a lot of uh, use cases specifically for this niche and having the campaign part uh, directly in the tool and build ground up, that's unique. Okay. Now, when you last came on the show, this was back in September of 2017. So almost, what is that? Two and a half, two and a half years ago or so. Uh, yeah. You had shared that you launched the company in 2015. And then at that point, you'd raised about, I think, $3 million. Have you continued to just use the $3 million to drive growth or did you raise more capital? We, we raised significantly more. So we, we've raised over $35 million. Okay. And where's most of that capital gone? What are you spending it on? Growth into new markets. That's the, that's the biggest part. Be specific though. Like, does that literally mean building yeah. an office building in Dublin or what, what does that mean? 
Yeah, yeah. So like we now have uh, quite a big team in the US, in Germany. You know, at that time when we were speaking, we were only launching the UK. And now UK is by far our biggest market. Uh, and so like the, the biggest expansion is, is going into sales, but we've also increased significantly the size of our product team and further increased the leadership in the product. Okay, so, so how many folks really, are on the team now today? Today, in terms of uh, FTEs, we are around 220, 230. 220, and how many are engineers? Uh, around 60. 60, okay. Do, yeah. Are they concentrated 60, in a specific international office? Yes, no. So we most of the developers are in Slovakia, and then we also have some in Czech Republic. But that's the we, we are keeping them focused because we believe that for engineering it's it's useful to be in one office. Whereas now it's it's not not that useful. But yeah, in general we believe in this. Yeah, obviously we're talking about the virus. We'll talk more about how COVID is potentially impacting you guys and how you're planning to play it. But finish up the team here for me. So sixty engineers. Any quota carrying reps? Yeah, of course. How, how many? <laughs> Uh, less than 20 now. So, so you say, of course, but like, look, sometimes if you have a price point, an average ACV of less than like $5,000, you can't afford to pay people quota. So you don't use a quota carrying rep model. W- what is the average customer paying you per year? Uh, 100K. Just like 96, 97 is currently the average. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's much higher than it was four years ago. You told me four years ago yeah. it was about 30, 30, 40,000. So you've yeah. gone up market. Yes, significantly. Yep. And was that... Um, was that from driving expansion revenue off that historical base or you just brought on bigger customers from the start over the past two years? So both. Uh, we've also, um, you know, offboarded some of the smaller customers because at the beginning we were not that focused on online retail. And so we've had some other customers. And so we actually offboarded some of them and, uh, you know, focused on bigger customers, but also have driven a significant expansion. So our, our net retention has been long over 130 now it's like 121 percent and like we have a few contracts expansion contracts that can get drive it to 140 percent again well and break so, that down for me what's the gross revenue churn under that uh 12 percent is the annual gross revenue churn and so the you know 121 is the the net revenue churn got it so you've got 12 percent gross revenue churn then you've got call it like 32 ish percent of expansion to get up to 120 percent net yeah, yeah that's upsell cross sell and expansion in total yeah yeah okay that's great and how many customers are you now serving today so i so we're at 19 million in crr so that gives you something like 195 customers something like that got it you said you're at about 190 million dollar or sorry 19 million dollar run rate yeah. Yeah. And word has it, you're talking about some growth equity funds right now. Are you, are you trying to find more capital or, or, and if so, what would you use the capital on? Yeah. So like we, we've, we've got to an impasse with our current investor. And so, uh, we are looking, uh, at the different options and growth equity seems best. And so we're already in the process with, uh, some of the top growth equity funds who actually share the, the vision that we have. We want to make this into a, you know, multi-billion company. We believe we can drive the company to over 200 million in revenue in like five to seven years, because also the crisis is structurally playing strongly in our favor, uh, because digitization is is like the topic everywhere in retail. So we see that there's a there's a big opportunity, especially in the U.S., and we want to have an investor who would be uh, enable us to reach the full potential. So, so because of the virus, and obviously we're recording this on on Friday, April 3rd, uh, and we'll release it pretty quick a- soon after. But there, there's two kinds of like I've talked to a lot of ECs, a lot of growth investors. There's kind of two very different uh 
playbooks people are going. One is they're just not doing any more deals, uh, right? Or maybe they're only putting some extra capital into portfolio companies to help support the portfolio companies. And then others are saying, you know what? This is an opportunistic time. I'm going to go find companies that are going to thrive during the crisis and put money behind them. Um, it sounds like you found some that are taking the the latter, the last approach, right? What are what do the conversations sound like? Are you seeing any, any kind of you know small you know smaller valuations in the crisis than you would have seen four months ago? Yeah, so like definitely the valuations would be would be lower, but uh, I I was worried that they would be significantly lower. It doesn't seem to be the case. When you look at the stock market, you know the SaaS companies are down seventeen uh, percent to compare to where they were uh, before this started happening. So so it's not that massive uh, drop in in terms of valuation. And there are quite a few funds who were really like fortunate enough to raise significant significant new funds. Uh, you know, in the during 2019, and many of them are looking at this and thinking about who will actually win and who will benefit from what is happening and from the changing behavior. And those are the funds that I believe are the best because they are having you know the right mindset. They are skating where the puck is going to be, not where the puck was. And you know they see that we are actually the company that will benefit from this. How much would you like? Like, what are you targeting to raise? So all options are on the table. So you know we're we're so we're we're talking about majority deal because uh, we believe that through this we will offboard our um, original investor. Uh, and the question is, you know, where would we agree with the rest? Okay, uh, sorry. You would so ba- let me just repeat this back to you. You would sell more than fifty percent of the company because a, a large chunk of that would be buying out your early investors. Yes. Okay. Yes. And strategically, why would you do that? So uh, we see that the, our existing investor has different views uh, than, than we have. And we don't believe having two investors beneficial for us. So we believe that the easiest way is to do a, a large secondary to, uh, you know, getting off the cap table and really continue with the expansion. One example of like where we have really big differences in opinions is, you know, he would want us to focus on Europe. And we actually significantly we see the significant opportunity in U.S. and want to keep driving that. And also for that, we believe having a, an investor who is established here and can help us, you know, drive that growth is definitely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, so I mean, it sounds like you don't have the exact number pinned down, but what do you think? Like, can you me a range? Like, it sounds like this would need to be something between like forty and like seventy million or something like that. In terms of valuation? No, in terms of what you'd be raising. Ah, actually, I think it's going to be even more. I, it's uh, we believe it's going to be north of a hundred. Okay, so 100 million. okay, got it. So you think it'll okay? Yeah, and because there will also be some money flowing into the company, you know, to to fuel uh, further growth. So it will definitely be, you know, uh, north of a hundred. Ignore, um, ignore the money, yeah. ignore the money going to the to grows and LJ or like buying those folks out. Mm-hmm. How much do you want on the balance sheet of the company uh, for operations? So we don't really need much. So it will strongly depend on uh, how the investor will look at it, uh, because we we were actually expecting to break even uh, during second half of 2020. Now with what's happening, it's you know it's slowing down the sales cycle. So I don't know how well we will be able to get there, and you know how long this would last. So it's difficult to say. So we don't really need much. However, if we want to drive the growth further, I believe it will make sense to invest more and drive the, the growth further in terms of short term, because there will be the dance period, as they call it, you know, the hammer and the dance. So once things go down, people will still be worried. All those stores would be open. Nobody will go to shop. 
and you know people would still want prefer online significantly now how can we help companies do this there's a lot that we can do like nobody now knows how do their buyers you know think what kind of personas do they have online and people are blind to this and we can very quickly help them discover this and then enable them to have you know the customer experience that would be consistent across channels and would be really, you know, not pissing off the customers that they have, but really making them into loyal customers that they can have for the long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, now's the time. Based on everything you've told me for what you're focused on, like now is the time to invest aggressively. Now, are you in a spot right now where you don't need to raise if you, do, if you can't get a good deal? Are you profitable today? So we're not profitable, but uh, as our backup option is, we know that if we, if we don't raise uh, by the summer, we will have to take some cost-cutting measures to make us profitable, but it wouldn't have to be very aggressive. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. When you say you're not profitable today, you're talking like maybe burn of, you know, a million a month or less than that? Less than that. Okay. Like less than a hundred grand a month? No, no. Okay. Not, so not between, between, <laughs> yeah. between a hundred grand and maybe 500 grand a month, something like yeah. that. Okay. Fair enough. And how are you? So, so let's talk about the virus for a second, right? Assume you can't get a deal done, right? How, how many, as the CEO of a SaaS company during a crisis, how many months of runway are you planning for? Again, assuming you don't get a deal done with the with the growth equity firm. No, so so the thing is, we currently are burning money, and we we you know gave everyone in the company a promise that we are not going to do cost cutting. We, we're focused on ensuring that we pay the salaries to people. The only people who are leaving the company are those where we already had some like performance management process initiated. And so there are some people who left, but it's like single digit, you know, uh, numbers. And we are looking at it from the perspective that we believe we will raise the money because there's quite high interest. Now, if we don't, we've already made it public to also, in if we don't, uh, by end of July, we will announce some of the measures that, that we would need to be taking. And we are now, you know, doing the, the, these scenarios. It might not even be needed because uh, like the pipeline in terms of sales is moving slightly better than we were expecting like two weeks back when we had this kind of all company meeting where we were discussing this. So there are still deals moving in the pipeline. So if we if the if sales is progressing well, we might not even need to do any cost cutting. But it also very much depends because like even big companies that are you know working with us are struggling heavily because most of the big retailers they have 25 30% online sales and you know if if 70% is gone you know even if the 30% you know doubles that's still just 60% of your original revenues so you know it it pretty much depends on the macro 
environment. Yep. Yep. I mean, I guess what I'm curious about is like, have you left yourself enough cushion? So your series C was a $15 million euro round, sorry, 50 million euro round back in June of 2019. I mean, do you still have the majority of that call it maybe more than $10 million in the bank or have you already plowed no. through a lot of it? No. Yeah. Okay. We, we've got, uh, if I remember correctly, we have got something over five. Okay. In, okay. In total that we, you know, that, that we have on the accounts plus from the investors. That's okay. Coming. So you have, assuming you're burning less than 500 grand a month right now, and you have more than 5 million bank. I mean, you have plenty of runway to figure this out and, and you feel good about raising the round. So we, 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 we're burning slightly more than 500 K per month right okay. now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about some of the other uh, economics? So, you know, in terms of onboarding new customers, last time you came on, uh, you shared uh, that you were spending about $38,000 on CAC. What's the updated fully weighted CAC today and where are you spending that money? Yeah. So like now it's, it's definitely more because also the contract size is, is bigger. Um, so currently if you do the weighted, which is quite difficult because, you know, we have new regions where we're investing heavily and don't see the traction that you need from that yet. But like the, the return on CAC is on the blended average is 21 months. But if you look at some of the regions that are already well performing, we are just slightly over 12, which is what we want to achieve in all the markets. Once we, you know, go through the ramp up period. Got it. So that gives you uh, the rough answer also, you know, looking back at the numbers. Yeah. So you're spending like 110,000 up to maybe 150,000, 150,000 in new markets, uh, 110,000 mm -hmm. in mature markets to get a new $100,000 a year customer. Yeah. yeah. And in some of the new markets, even slightly more than that. Yeah. And where is that money going? Is it m mainly sales comp or where are you spending it? So it used to be mainly uh, people costs and events. Uh, now we've pivoted significantly towards digital. So we now have a great new CMO and she's building the, the, in, the entire inbound engine. And so we will be spending more, much more there. Um, but, you know, we're in the transition on that. And what does growth look like? So last month, how many new customers did you add and how many do you think you'll add this month? Uh, so, so, you know, year on over year growth for 2019 was, uh, 101%. So we barely made it triple digit, you know, trying hard <laughs> at the, to the very last moment. And, uh, February wasn't very strong, uh, and March could still be strong. There's still, uh, one contract that should be coming in today. Uh, and, and, you know, with that, the, the total growth for, for the month would be around 700 K. Yep. In new uh, in, in, in new ARR, yeah, 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 and and that, sorry, but, uh, that's that's you know, in this month, very, that's in we, April. We, we, yeah, uh, that's for March. Oh, March. And so yeah, and we were actually so like before COVID hit, we were expecting about 1.5 million. So that shows you that a lot of deals they're not lost, but many are postponing the decision to see what's going to be happening. Yep. Yeah, that makes good sense. I mean, look, uh, the growth is there, right? Back again, when you came on last in t or late 2017, you were at a three and a half million dollar run right now. You're at 19. So so the growth is clearly there. The question is kind of how do you pivot in, in kind of the virus environment? Um, so, so let me ask another question, right? If you're trying to go out and with some of these growth equity firms and raise a hundred million dollars, you have to obviously tell a story to get a valuation you like so that you don't get like super, super diluted. What I mean, from from a range perspective, what valuation are you targeting? So it, it will strongly also depend on we're not as the only parameter. We we really want someone who will drive uh, drive it forward with us. So, but like the, the we only so far got you know we're early on in the process and we only got some indications. 
the and the indications were saying something around 200 yeah so uh now that's that's uh given what's happening in the market i think that's roughly fair we were able to get much higher valuations like you know a year back we had several investors who were willing to pay you know 300 and so so that's that's there's some discount however i really look at it from the perspective that we want to create to showcase that that there is a company who with strong ethics out of you know Europe that can make it global and can be a, a leader in a category. If we find an investor who shares that vision, you know, we, even if someone would be willing to pay whatever 10, 20 million more, we would still likely choose that, you yeah. know, that investor. So your deal, since you're going to sell about 50, 60 percent of the company, I mean, you could see a deal happening where it's like a hundred million dollar investment on a hundred million dollar pre-money valuation, which would be 200 million post and you're selling 50 percent of the company. I actually, I think we, the, the percentage can be even higher, but I like, there's so many variants that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We, Very good. All right. Let's wrap up here, Peter, with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, Blueprint to a billion. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, not really. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Exponia? Currently Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Number four, how many hours of sleep to get every night? There is a lot, but still get average of seven plus. Probably. Okay. And situation married, single kiddos? Um, happily married with two amazing kids. Two. Okay. So that's one new one since two years ago, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Congra- yeah, yeah. Congra- congratulations. Yeah. Two-year-old. Two-year-old boy. All right. And how old are you? Uh, I am 35 or 36. 35 still. 35. <laughs> it changes every year, right? <laughs> All right. Wrap us up here, Peter. What's something you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I was thinking about it, and I would say probably to be more patient, but I wouldn't have listened back then. So, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Exponia looking to do a $100 million round, a big secondary here. The company is doing $20 million in ARR, $19, $20 million in ARR, up from $3 million just about two, uh, two years ago. 101% year-over-year growth over the past 12 months, now serving 190 online retailers uh, and online e-commerce brands, helping them get all their customer data in one spot and act on that data. They're seeing nice growth in the era of the virus and the recession. Again, hoping that helps fuel a healthy round that they're doing. 121 percent net revenue retention with a team of a hundred and I'm uh, sorry 220 people 60 engineers 20 quota carrying reps others obviously admins all remote obviously now Peter thanks for taking us to the top thank you Nathan uh, you should be a sales guy <laughs> <laughs>